Tired of ads crashing your comedy podcast party? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts, included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash comedy ad free. That's amazon.com slash comedy ad free. And catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And here's your prescription. I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. <laughs> no one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. Welcome back to Creeps and Guys. <laughs> What's up, guys? Morgan over here. Taylor over here. And we're giving y'all another app. So at 12, baby. At 12, let's whoop, go. Whoop, whoop. Um, great news. You want to guess, Taylor? Yeah. Well, you already know because you were the one that made it. But guess what, guys? We have a Twitter. So you can go follow us on Twitter at creeps underscore crimes. Whoop, whoop. So excited yeah. for this. We've already put all of our up-to-date episodes. So this one will be added on there this week. And another thing is that we got the email today that we officially own creepsandcrimespodcast.com. So we own our own domain. So by the beginning of the year, I know it's been a long time coming. We're finally going to get our website up. We're stoked about it. Thanks so much, Nick, for all the help that you've given us. And it'll be way easier to order merch and to send in what creepy Creepy accounts we'll have like a portal for it yeah so that's really exciting um currently we are under construction no i'm just kidding but we are slowly transitioning from a studio to a set and it is going amazingly all thanks to taylor again you guys know i'm just a second voice and taylor is the boss (laughs) a word b word woman on the podcast <laughs> we're trying to make this a little kid friendly in the beginning just in case you're driving and yeah this is our third take because i already swore every single take before <laughs> like in the first sentence so yes so when you're driving we'll just make sure that your kids fall asleep by the time we start telling our stories and either way those are kind of explicit so give them some melatonin or yeah something. T- pass them a benadryl on the back <laughs> Tell them to be quiet, go to sleep. We're on our way to go see grandpa and grandma, whatever. But we're really excited, guys, and our set is looking amazing. We have some new chairs, a new table, um, some new bedding and stuff on the day bed. We're going to get a new wall set up, some new mics, cameras. Oh, my gosh. Shit's going well. Dang <laughs> it's okay. It's dang fine. It, dang and then we're going to have, like, ring lights all over so we look pretty. Because we need it. <laughs> uh, we normally do we're, this at the end of the day. We were just on FaceTime with her mom. She was like, so are you guys going to, like, look a little more presentable? And I'm like, I flipped the camera towards me. I'm like, well, this is what I look like right now. So what do you think? Do you think I need to look a little more presentable? I my hair have slicked back into a braid. Holes in my shirt. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I have, a, like, holes all in the front of my shirt. My mom's like... Your nipple's gonna come out. I'm like, we can only hope. Maybe we'll get oh, some more views. Yeah, maybe we'll get a little more. <laughs> no, no, views. no. We're joking. This is not a porn channel. Do I'm not, not get... joking. <laughs> the boys would love it. So our next boys thing, would love it. Our boys would <laughs> love it. Anyways, so next we another thing that's coming up is by the time this episode comes out, you have got to keep your eyes peeled on our Instagram because we are going to do. 
two Christmas giveaways. Whoop, whoop. So all of the instructions will be posted on our Instagram. All the what? Instructions. Yeah. <laughs> all of the instructions are going to be posted on our Instagram. And it's going to tell you step by step what you have to do to be entered in the giveaway. And it's going to be our very favorite bum, 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 Creeps and Crimes official, not really, it's not a sponsor, um, 19 Crimes wine. Yeah, honestly, 19 Crimes, like, can you get it together? Please, 19 Crimes. Like, we are just, like, throwing you out free marketing, <laughs> and, like, we deserve something. We do, because <laughs> I'm not kidding you, I've gotten a few text messages from people back home, and they're like, hey, where can I find this rosé? And I'm like, I in can... Morgan's o- belly. <laughs> only in Morgan's belly. But we, I can only find it up here in liquor stores, so if anybody back home want some let us know maybe we can you know bring y'all home some because apparently no one else can find it but us yeah we just got lucky it's real real yummy yeah um also do not forget to send in your creepy accounts you guys can send those into creeps and crimes podcast at gmail.com and again that can be anything from alien abductions paranormal murders kidnappings whatever that could have happened to you your friends your family or someone you know down the road from you honestly anything send it our way please send it in because we love doing our creepy accounts also guys we're gonna try really hard (laughs) to work on our pronunciation and our grammar because every time we screw up a word because (laughs) we do it a lot apparently I get texts from my sister Marley, and she's like, sends an audio recording. She goes, you said it like this. It needs to be said like this, and she'll pronounce the right word. And I'm like, okay. And then, what'd your mom say? My mom's like, you guys sound like you are not educated. What are y'all doing? Like, We think that (laughs) non-pronunciation gives the podcast character. It does, because we (laughs) cannot spell, we cannot, well, I cannot read, which you guys already know this. (laughs) I cannot read at all. Oh. Another thing, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, goodness. Taylor always surprises me with the best wine. Again, she is the queen of our podcast. It is Beach Haven Vineyards Winery Heavenly Mm. Peach Moscato. Moscato. And it's yummy and I'm already two glasses in. (laughs) (laughs) So I just like juice. What about you? She loves like juicy wines. Like wines that taste like... Like, you I like apple juice. They should probably be owned by Welch's at that point. Yes. So I'm like, she's like, here, you have to try it. It's so good. I smell it. I'm like, I'm going to vomit. I cannot stand stuff that's super sweet. 12.5%. That'll get you on your rocker. <laughs> and you guys already know what I'm drinking. I'm drinking the 19 Crimes Red Blend because that's all I seem to drink. My teeth are so stained. My dentist back home, if you listen to this, please help me out. <laughs> After last week's, her mom's like, you guys need to be fake drinking. You can't be drinking anymore. And I'm like, Taylor's like, Mom, we're only going to be drinking one glass as she's decantering the entire bottle. I'm like, yeah, really looks like one glass because, guys, last week's episode, I'm so sorry if you guys got to the end because <laughs> I was obliterated anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another thing is um, my little sister, I'm not going to say which one because she'll get mad at me. She's like, I mean, I'm just kind of getting annoyed that it seems like my family's only known for drinking. I'm like, what are you talking about? She told my mom, she's like, all everybody knows about my dad is that he loves beer and he brews his own beer. And now all they know about my sister because of her podcast is that she drinks wine and only wine. And then anytime their friends are with us at the River House, all of your friends, a.k.a. me, are downing tequila at 8 in the morning. <laughs> at 8 in the morning. We just like a good time, you know? You'll understand. Yeah, one day. One day you'll get here. When you'll you say no, but you'll understand. But what's funny, though, is like, 
you know, people are like, did you not get it all out in college? But we were kind of tamed. Like, we weren't psycho in college. Okay, me. I was not psycho in college. <laughs> I had my fair share. I was only psycho at uh, sushi restaurants. I would just get hammered at sushi restaurants. Elmez. Elmez. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I did my fair share, honestly, in high school. So when I got to college, I was more calmed down than, like, your typical freshman college girl. Right. But... I still like to drink. I just worked all the time, so... Yeah, you were a hard worker. I worked all on the weekends, so... Well, me too, 3 a.m. at the pie shop, but yeah. who's, who's counting? <laughs> who's counting with the times that you were touching peanuts the entire night? <laughs> oh, my God. We tried to let the cats in. The cats are in here right now, and right now, Mila, one at a time, is knocking off every single crystal that is on the windowsill. Once we press pause after this, I'm going to whip her booty. Uh, anyways... Intro? Yeah. If you guys are driving, throw that shit on cruise control. You got a glass, pour that shit up. And let's get creepy! Alright, Morgan, so what do you got for us today? Okay, the time has come, everybody. Um, My paranormal fans out there, just... I'll hit y'all next episode, okay? But this one is a conspiracy again for those out there. And this is going to need to be like a 10-part episode, but I'm not going to do them all in order. I'm just going to kind of, you know, throw them out here and about. So this one's mostly an intro. But I am going to talk to you guys about the Illuminati. Oh, my God. Let's go. The day has come, y'all. A terrifying topic. We (laughs) might end up dead. (laughs) Please don't kill us. We don't know what we're talking about. But let's do it anyway. (laughs) Um, so my sources are BuzzFeed, the lovely Wikipedia, and Vox.com. So, the Illuminati, which you all may not know, actually has a historical origin. And it all started when Adam... Marley's gonna kill me. Okay, Weishaupt. Yeah, you go. That was right. She told me that in German, that you don't pronounce the W as W. You pronounce it as a V. But his last name is spelled W-E-I-S-H-A-U-P-T. So, Adam Weishaupt was a German professor, and he formed an organization in 1776. 1776. Roughly 250 years ago. So, Adam wanted to create this organization in order to promote his own beliefs. He believed in secularism. Sorry. Secularism. Which is basically the idea of banishment of, like, religious symbols and banishment of religion in general to... The public from the public or atheism and naturalism but adam also believed in rational thought at this time the freemasons were already established and adam was looking to join the freemasons but couldn't necessarily afford to do so nor did he think that their views aligned with his ideas so on may 1st 1776 adam created the covenant of perfect perfectibility alongside four of his law students. All five members use aliases within the society, and Adam Weishaupt, I'm going to keep butchering the name. I'm just going to call him Adam. Okay, let's call him Adam. And Adam became Spartacus. That was his alias. Spartacus. Fun fact. So after realizing the name sounded strange, he decided to change it. So in April 1778, this is roughly two years after he created his organization, The Covenant of Perfectibility became the Order of the Illuminati. That's scary. 
the name change right there sounds terrifying. Yeah, that was kind of scary. So the Order of Illuminati had an anti-religious stance and they focused on self-knowledge, self-improvement, social reform, and free thought. Come the late 1780s, which is like two years, or not two years, ten years later, many believe that Adam's organization had posed a threat to the church and they decided that they needed to put a stop to the Illuminati. And they thought that they did put a stop to the Illuminati. (laughs) And they're like, no, it's now a secret society. And they're like, okay, we'll just go under the under the under the rugs. Under the rugs. Is that what it's is that what you say? Marley don't under the ground. I don't know. Underground. Underground. Let's go underground. underground. There you go. So members just moved to other countries like France, for say, and the Illuminati only kept growing bigger and bigger. So most can agree that the Illuminati has entangled itself in with the Freemasons. Right. Historians argue that the goal of world takeover was only mildly successful as in the Illuminati's goal of world takeover. But if you ask conspirators today, they would tell you they were successful in world takeover and they still control us. Yes, us. And they do so without our knowing. For, we know. I mean, guys, if an all-powerful secret society dominated our world... Yes, we probably wouldn't know about it. Right, but we do know. So the original Illuminati survived 10 years or so before the church was like, mm, nope, get out of here. But yeah, yeah, most yeah. argue that's not the case. We know that. You can see as far back as 1798 when our very first president, George Washington, wrote a letter addressing the Illuminati threat. Um, fun fact, Thomas Jefferson was also accused of being a member of the group. Was he also accused of being a witch? Probably. (laughs) Probably. So for centuries, the Illuminati was feared less than the Freemasons, mostly because the Illuminati group was so secret, many didn't think it existed anymore. Right. But while starting, the Illuminati had recruited many members in Europe through Freemason lodges. So they would walk in, they would recruit these guys, and while the infiltration happened, it was said that the Illuminati had covertly became the Freemasons. Like, you could, many people view them as one. Okay. Or they had double society members. Right. So, like, many Freemasons don't believe in what, the same exact thing that the Illuminati believes in. Okay, got it. So, but, is this where, like, the all CNI comes in and all that? Yes. Okay. So, let me see where I am. <laughs> many founding fathers of America were Freemasons. That is known. Um, the Eye of Providence, like you were saying, that's above the pyramid on the dollar bill. Mm-hmm. That comes from Freemasonry, or possibly the Illuminati, as the main source of propaganda of the Illuminati is the Eye. So, like, okay. people say that the Eye of Providence is from the Freemasons because our founding fathers were all Freemasons. But other people are arguing that, no, Illuminati had already taken over the Freemasons beforehand, and Ooh. those founding fathers were actually a part of the Illuminati, and that's where the eye comes from. So the eye is still symbolized as the Illuminati today. Okay. Is that making sense? Yeah. Okay. So for the next century, the Illuminati never disappeared from pop culture. We know that. Um, they became the basis of all conspiracies stemming from... Hear me out. Cruising Crimes Podcast. <laughs> Cruising Crimes Podcast. Um, stemming from lizard people to corruption in politics, to gaining fame and becoming top celebrities in Hollywood, to any alien source. But by far the biggest is the idea that the Illuminati seek to create the new world order. So I'm sure you all know what the new world order is, but if you do not, let me touch on exactly what it is. 
So this order is a secretly emerging totalitarian world government. Did I say that right? Totalitarian. Oh, God. Marley, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) So the New World Order would provide a dramatic change in world political thoughts and a balance of power. It would be the end of today's government as we know it in Parliament, like if you're thinking, you know, Europe or whatever. There is an alleged cabal that operates through front organizations to orchestrate significant events, significant political and financial events, or significant crisis. So if we're going to kind of incorporate that into today, we can think of the 2020 election, the current pandemic, the stock market crash. It's all allegedly orchestrated for those that believe in the New World Order and the Illuminati. Mm. So... The New World Order would cease all wars, all wars, they would establish a one world language, and it would help establish and bring to light current alien knowledge that is hidden to the general public. So honestly, a lot of conspiracies stem back to the Illuminati, which is interesting. So we can tie this into the hollow earth theory. Since the late 1970s, extraterrestrials from other habitable planets or parallel dimensions and intraterrestrials from hollow Earth are concluded with the New World Order. So the theme between all is that the aliens have been among us for centuries or even millennia, but a government cover-up is enforced by, you guessed it, the New World Order. Mm. So the New World Order has shielded the general public of this knowledge And some believe that there's even a subdivision for alien enforcement called the Men in Black. Sound familiar? Mm. So I just kind of wanted to pause here because, honestly, all this shit goes back to Hollywood. Right. Which is, I mean, even, I don't know if you guys have been on TikTok or if you're on Conspiracy TikTok, but it all has been about Hollywood and what's going on today. I mean, it's been about Hollywood since Kurt Cobain and Nirvana, you know? Right. So, movies and shows, how do writers just come up with this intrinsically detailed ideas? I've wondered that my entire life. Like, like okay, so, like, let me, let me give some examples here. I'm just kind of rambling right now. But Men in Black, okay, so that's, that's where we're hiding the alien cover-up or whatever. Then we think of Star Wars. There's literally a whole entire conspiracy theory called the 20 and Back that's proving that there is... A literal war going up in space that we are not, like an intergalactic war that we're not aware of. Well, yeah, and then you have everything, everybody that's come forward that are reputable, reputable, Mm -hmm. is that how you say Yeah. Reputable, yeah. Yeah, and that are like, no, like, aliens are real, but then you also have people that are like, no, space isn't a thing. Like, you, you, you have those people that are like, no, space is a Hollywood made up thing. And then people also relate Stranger Things to being back to MK Ultra. Right. That like these kids were taken into In Project travel. MK Ultra and yeah, you can go look into the Looking Glass project. Right. Like all of these Hollywood films and movies they I'm sorry, I think they have to have some sort of relevance into like what we do today. I mean, yeah, these people Black Mirror. These people might have just gotten like super high and thought of these ideas, but like also, then you go into the conspiracies of, like, what if being high or, like, being influenced by certain drugs open up a part of our brains that are able to and think. And that's why they're illegal. Right. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That's why if you work for the government, no, you can't smoke weed. No, you can't do shrooms. Mm-hmm. Like, and you have to, you work for the FBI, you have to do a 
whatever hair test that shows for the last mm-hmm. three years you haven't been under the influence of anything. Right. Or in lie detector polygraph tests that right. state like, no, I haven't done any of these drugs. Because right. if you have, then they have opened some segment of your brain that's usually... I don't know, like... They interview people around you. Like, when you're in the military, like, high up in the military, or if you're in, like, FBI or CIA or whatever, they go to people that have been around you in your life. Your Your best friends, like, your neighbors growing up, like, someone you worked for for your first job when you turned 16, like, that type... That's how deep they dive in. Yeah. For what reason? Right. For what reason? I mean, I guess to check off that they're not a terrorist, but... right. Well, that's good, but... Well, that's good, but... So, anyway, you can tie Hollywood easily to the Illuminati, which I'll talk about a little bit further down from now. So, why can't we make the assumption that these films in these movies are stemming from something real? That's a conspiracy, though. Right. Speaking of, let's talk about the word conspiracy theory. So, there is a conspiracy theory in itself that the CIA invented the term conspiracy theory simply to devaluatize any speculation and write it off as just some lunatic's idea. Okay. Yeah. Okay, do you know where lunatic comes from? No. Okay, so think, okay, let's back up. So you think like lunatic, what's luna mean? Moon. Moon, okay. So it came from a way to classify women. Lunatic. Really? And... It has to do with, like, menstruation, which means, like, monthly, basically. Like, there's mm-hmm. a term that goes, like, says, like, monthly, basically. And um, it refers to, like, the lunar cycles. And that's why they call, like, this, the word lunatic came from people calling women lunatics for when they were on their periods. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. Like, how fucked up is that? Like, what? What the fuck? Dude, but I wholeheartedly believe that the CIA invented this term. Yeah. They, Absolutely, they especially when MK Ultra came out, and they are probably like, these are just conspiracy theorists, like, and they're, they're like, just what making the hell it does up. That word mean conspiracy, and they're like, oh, it just means that you're full of shit. Yeah, you're <laughs> full of shit. But like, all there's so many theories out there, and you can't tell me that none of them have rebel, relevance. They they all do. You y'all already know how we feel. If you y'all listen to episode one, two, three, four, five, whatever, you know how we feel. Anyway, we're getting <laughs> off topic here, but I just kind of wanted to touch on that. So, I'd love to dive into the New World Order more, but I just kind of wanted to give you guys an intro of what the Illuminati is in this episode. So, my last little take on the New World Order is, I'm going to give you guys like four theories. Um, But besides the terrifying thought that the Illuminati already has a New World Order in play, and by in play, I mean our day-to-day 2020 events that are something scripted out of their playbook. Yeah. So... Many believe that the New World Order is happening soon. Like, soon, soon, like, possibly by the end of this year soon or the next few months soon. And you could even argue that it's already happened. I mean, you have to think about the coronavirus, the presidential election, like, mm-hmm. et cetera. Like, there's been so many events this year right. that just don't add correspond. Up. They don't add up. Like, right. all of these other – I mean, I get it. Like, we're – I'm not going to say stupid Americans here, but, like, we're not following protocol right. for a pandemic. Right. But you're looking at all these other countries. And they're and working it out. Like, they're Australia working literally it out. They, had Australia a, had, like, 800 people die. We're at 300,000. Right. And, like, they're, Australia's already back to being in, like, their stadiums and watching football games. Right. <laughs> or soccer. Soccer. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, well, 
all of our Australian listeners that are pissed right now. <laughs> right, yeah. We actually do have a few, I think. Yeah, we do. We um, actually have like four. So anyway, yes, people believe that our freaking day-to-day events that have happened. Honestly, all of 2020 in general is scripted out of the New World Order's playbook. Right. So people also believe that the Illuminati has penetrated itself into the White House and into our government and has been for many years. I mean, we already saw it all the way back to President George Washington. Right. But that was just kind of, he was just kind of addressing like an Illuminati threat. Mm -hmm. But if you look at a speech after the Persian Gulf War, President George H.W. Bush, which a lot of the Bushes are coincided with the Illuminati. um, Mm -hmm. President Bush said, quote, we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for the future generations, a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle governs to conduct of nations governs the conduct of nations oh what kind of chills kind of president talks about the new world order anyway so on september 11th 1990 exactly to the day 11 years before the 9-11 tragedy happened president bush also made a reference to the new world order again so if you know anything about President Bush and conspiracy theories and 9-11, you guys know that that is correlated. As a theory, again, that, I mean, how where, you see it everywhere. Yeah. Bush caused 9-11. Right. So tell me why 11 years, exactly on the date, President Bush is referencing the New World Order right. and then mass destruction, mass chaos. Everything that the New World Order is happens. Right. PSA, don't don't get off of here. We don't think Bush did 9-11, okay? Yeah, no, we don't. But I'm just like, I'm just trying to give you guys examples. We're giving so, you examples. There's four theories that I'd like to touch on just super quick. Um, these all have, what I'm, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, reputable sources. I guess you could call them that. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> So a white, I can't even talk, guys. A right-wing militia activist, Mark Kornicke, believes that the NWO, which is the New World Order, is made up of the United States government, the United Nations, and various other organizations, a.k.a. Illuminati. He thinks that this organization will take away America's rights, one step at a time, that they will form an all-powerful government and put non-Illuminati members in camps run by FEMA. So I'm literally just kind of briefing through these. Um, the second theory is that world leaders like Queen Elizabeth, which we already touched on the corruption in the royal family, um, George W. Bush, Henry Kissinger, and the Clintons are actually hmm, lizard people. The lizard elite is a theory of its own that I will touch on eventually, and it sounds so far-fetched, guys, so it's usually written off as one of the gooniest conspiracies, but there's like some really weird evidence to go with it. Like, I'm, I'm not I'm saying that, like, I, I believe in lizard people, but I'm saying that, like, I, I, I don't think that they're lizard people. I think more of them as, like, aliens. Yeah, yeah Like, yeah. they're alienated to right. what we are. Like, we're humans. They're a different species. Right. People just reference them as lizards. So, David Ick believes that these specific lizard elite are behind the Freemasons and the Illuminati. He believes that the lizard race feeds off human race and occasionally demands human sacrifices, which you can then tie the Illuminati to the Antichrist. Um, roughly 6% of our country believes that lizard people control our society. So there's not that many, but still 6% of however many million, we have billion, what's our U.S. population? Uh, waiting room music. (laughs) Okay, 331 million people live in the United States. So 6% of that, which... 
doesn't sound like a large percentage, but it is a lot of people. It is a lot of people. They yeah. believe that this lizard elite controls our societies. Okay. So, could be interesting. Might talk about it. Might not. Um, well, I'm not here to tell you you're wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> the third theory is that the NWO, New World Order, is connected to the Antichrist because the Illuminati are Satanists. And this one I literally believe full-heartedly. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, like, in on this one. Um, Pat Robinson actually wrote a book on this. You guys can check it out. And in this book, he claimed that the New World Order is responsible for the French Revolution, the Communist Manifesto, and the Federal Reserve, which is interesting because the Illuminati stems totally from money. Right. Um, I'm totally talking with my hands here. But with this theory, you can look back to the origins of the Illuminati and see that the Christians believed they were a threat to the word of God and they wanted to put an end to it. Right. So you can also connect this to our elite having, quote, sold their soul to the devil, end quote, for fame and richness. So. Eminem. Your take there, guys. Right. Um, the fourth theory is from someone named Donald Marshall. Um, he claims, this is like kind of my favorite, he claims that the Illuminati are killing celebrities and they're replacing them with clones in order to brainwash society. Mm. So... If you haven't heard of mass media brainwashing, you need to look it up because I mean, you absolutely. I mean, we like there. What it's saying is basically that like there's these logarith- or algorithms and logistics that draw our eyes to any sort of media, whether it's you know social media or the news broadcasting or just like billboards or whatever. That we become again. I'm just rambling here, but that we become like so in depth into like what the media is saying that we believe it. Yeah. And what's crazy is like, whenever you're like looking at other people's TikToks, like my TikTok versus my husband's TikTok is okay. You get on his TikTok and it's like financial planning. This is how you invest and all this shit. And then mine's like, and then there was this murder. And then here's some kitty cats, you know, like it's like who I am. See, mine is straight conspiracy theories. (laughs) Mine is witch talk. Oh, I, I am on jail talk and cartel talk. I'd like to add, but I would really like to get off those because I don't like to see the dead bodies. Yeah. That was in the cocaine being made. (laughs) Yeah. And the straight up cocaine being made. Um, but anyway, so yes, he believes that mass media brainwashing is caused by these celebrities that are repla- being replaced by clones. So every day, people say their idols are these humans out in Hollywood mm-hmm. who they've never even spoken a word to. Rather than saying that your idol is your mother, or your grandmother, or your father, or your grandfather, sister, brother, best friend, yada, 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 you get the point. We say that our idols are the freaking famous global elites. Right. So how is how does that making any sense other than what the media is showing us. Like, right. I love Kylie Jenner. Why? Right. Why and do I love Kylie Jenner? All I envy songs her. songs and all these people that we look up to, it's all about money. Everything's about money. Everything's... Okay, which, if you know me, you know, like, I'm the type of person that's like, money makes the world go round. It doesn't matter. Oh, I absolutely you know? believe, like, money buys happiness. Right. And, and Which it shouldn't. We should be able to live on this earth and go to... See our earth, see our world... Right. ...that we were gifted... But instead, no, you need to have $10,000 to go to Bora Bora. You need to have... You know, you can't, you know, like in order to truly enjoy life, like you can't worry about money. But how are you supposed to see or like experience life without money? Exactly. You can't. You can't. It's impossible. How are you going to buy, buy that plane ticket? Right. You're going to you swim across, across the ocean to Australia if you want to go there? Swim to Hawaii? Mm-hmm. No, you're not. You have to get a plane ticket. Money makes the world go around. Right. You're absolutely right. 
So those suspected of being clones are Beyonce, Eminem, Al Rooker, Miley Cyrus, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, Demi Lovato, Ellen DeGeneres, Kardashians, Justin Bieber. So, 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 so many more, guys. So many more. You can watch videos where these famous people literally glitch on camera. It's or crazy. their facial alignments are completely reconstructed reconstructed that something that's not possible by, by plastic surgery and they look like an entirely new person. This theory, guys, this includes fake deaths, rehabilitation comebacks, different freaking personas on and off stage or on and off camera, replacement lookalikes or clones, whatever you want to call them. It's all freaking weird, y'all. And it's it weird. all stems from the Illuminati. Right. So... Between Hollywood celebrities, there is the clone theory, the lizard theory, the antichrist theory, but they all stem from one thing. We know that. You can catch celebrities hinting by their their choice of clothes or their hand gestures or their lyrics or their music videos like Justin Bieber's Yummy Yummy. Right. Or Or, paintings in the back of their houses on the Zooms. Or, yeah, music videos and photos or the symbols and signs of the Illuminati. Like, they're everywhere. Right. And we're just, like, not paying close enough detail because we're literally looking at our idols. Like, we're watching a music video to look at Justin Bieber. We're not looking... We're not watching a music video to look at the intrinsic detail, like, in right. the back. So, maybe they're all just toying with us for, like, their own personal laugh and they just, like... Cause they already think that we're, like... Crazy. Like, they... Yeah, they literally... Like, celebrities think that, like, we are... What am I trying to say Beneath. here? Way beneath. Way like, beneath. peasants. We are peasants right. to them. They live this world, this life, and, like, we can't even compare. We're like the ants that come into your house and you freak the hell out about them and you get an exterminator to take them out. Right. So, maybe they're doing it just for, like, their own jokes, but honestly, probably not. So, let's just talk a few celebrity conspiracies that the Illuminati are behind. Um, This could be problematic and unhealthy, which I think it is, but (laughs) let's do it anyway. I'm going to be brief, so if any of them catch your eye, DM us, and I'd like to go more into depth into the ones that did catch your eye whenever I do some type of Hollywood episode. Right. So, let's talk Avril Lavigne. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm here. You know this one. So, she is said to have died. Some She's still alive, but the real Avril Lavigne is said to have died sometime between 2002 and now and has been replaced by a lookalike actress or a clone. So there are a number, numerous photos taken, both before and after, that showed altered nose shape, an altered face, like to- like reconstruction in, in general. general. Right. Like eyes are further apart or closer apart, and the nostrils are, fr- you know what I mean? Yeah. And different, even different marks on her body, body shape, whatever. And like serious Avril Lavigne listeners back in 2010, right. they say that like lyrics in her song could be clues to the truth. Right. So what's your take on the Avril Lavigne theory? I actually just came across it this week on TikTok for the first time ever. Huh? Yeah. I've never known about What? This. Yeah. And I think it was even Arletta that was like sent me the TikTok that did it. But it blew my mind. And I was like, so then I'm like, okay, well, then you have like Kylie Jenner and you want to think like, okay, just like reconstructive body surgery. Because then you see these like Brazilian butt lifts and stuff that like completely changed people's entire bodies. Right. And you're like, okay, that could be. But this explained. is 2008, right? 2006. But it, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Nothing aligns with Avril Lavigne. Like, like, like you're saying these people with her like songs. Even her songs kind of changed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, 
you guys think about it, let me know. Um, let's talk about the Britney scandal. Oh, Besides yeah. the Free Britney movement, that's not necessarily what I'm talking about, although I do think that she is completely getting fucked over and is under, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But prior to this, Britney Spears is said to be under the White House payroll. Anytime the Bush administration would screw up, a new Britney scandal would occur completely changing the public's attention to Hollywood rather than what's going on in our very own government. Look at the freaking timeline, people. Look it up. You yeah. have to look it up. Look like, it at up. one point, like, in a mid midterm election, like, a very important midterm election to get Bush where he needed to be, Brittany filed for divorce. Right. Like, the, the day before the election happened. So, like, there's just very, like, I mean, that's just one that I remembered off the top of my head, but, like, there's very many... Little details that lined up with the timeline of where the Bush administration fucked up. Right. So, whatever. Katy Perry. Oh, yeah. That, oh. And I know that you love this one yes. <laughs> because you're obsessed with the John Benet Ramsey case. Yes. So, the theory is that John Benet Ramsey was not murdered in 1996. And Taylor, maybe you could brief them on the case real quick. No, no, no. I'm saving this one. We'll save it? Yeah. For like I'll a save Hollywood it. episode? Like maybe next week. I don't know. We'll think about it. Okay. <laughs> so, that the theory is that she was, in fact, not murdered in 1996. How old was she? Six, seven? She was, yeah, six or seven. Six or seven. seven. And she was this little um, pageant queen. Pageant queen. And. The theory is that instead she actually grew up to be Katy Perry. And yeah. the, the reasoning is that they had the, her parents had this deal with what? The Illuminati? There it's like it goes all the way into Epstein. Like, yeah, it does, which is who I will deep. get to. Yeah. So anyway, guys, if you look at the resemblance between John Bonet and Katy Perry. And Katy Perry's past is like something that's always been kind of blurred. Like they said that she was going to be a Christian singer and they told her her boobs are too big and that she'd never get big in Christian singing. So she, you know, it's crazy. So y'all check out the resemblance. Again, I'm just briefing. Um, Another lookalike replacement, kind of like Avril Lavigne or you could say clone replacement is Paul McCartney. Um... The theory is, is that Paul McCartney was killed in a car crash in 1967 and was replaced by a lookalike. People say that you can play his song Revolution 9 backwards and that this is actually confirmed. That the lookalike, so a lot of the times the lookalikes are the clones either, I don't know how cloning works, but either like the clones have like captured some sort of, um... What am I looking at? What am I thinking about right here? Consciousness. Consciousness. And that, like, the real person... Like, I don't know how cloning works, honestly. I I didn't think it was real. Right. But a lot of the time when lookalikes come about, or these theories that the lookalikes or the actors that are replacing the main character are trying to tell the public the truth. Right. So they say that you can play a song backwards, and this is confirmed... As well as take a closer look to his song lyrics and his album covers. I don't know. Very weird. But basically, guys, all celebrities, you can come to the conclusion that most celebrities, I'm not going to say all, are members of the Illuminati. And the proof is everywhere. Don't overthink it. Actually, overthink it. Definitely overthink it. But be very open-minded. Like, you have to be open-minded enough to grasp, like, that this is possible. Because we know from the... MK Ultra, that the CIA is not going, like, they're going to lie to you. They're going to say, no, you guys are crazy. What if we did one creepy account where you guys send us any theories that you personally have? That could be fun. Okay, so send those in. 
gmail.com. So my very last touch is going to be solely focusing on the Antichrist. And the main character in this is Jeffrey freaking Epstein. Yeah. So Jeffrey Epstein, I know you guys know this case, but he is a convicted sex offender. He was arrested and this man assaulted hundreds of little girls. Um, He had his own freaking island to do so. The Epstein Island. And guess who went to the Epstein Island? Thousands of celebrities, hundreds of celebrities. Oh, almost all of them. All celebrities went to Epstein's Island. For what? Watch a documentary and you tell me what. Right. So, I mean, he had his own island, even though he was very well still doing it in public, in New York City, in Arizona. Like, he, he was doing it everywhere. But I wanted to touch on this because I'm trying to tie the Illuminati in with the Antichrist. And I don't really like talking about, like, the devil and stuff. Because right. that's just, like, not... We don't talk about that. No, we don't talk about that. But it's very important to do so in this conspiracy theory. So we've seen the videos. Um, on his island, there is literally a ritual temple. Um, on satellite images, though, you will see a tennis court or whatever the government could think of best to put mm-hmm. there. But people on helicopters or whatever, they see the ritual temple. And Jeffrey Epstein just happened to um, die in his own cell before being able to talk about any type of conviction, anything. And by died, I do mean murdered. Um, Anyway, so the richest people on (laughs) they're like the clones are like outside right now. (laughs) We're going to die tonight. So guys, the richest people on earth are in fact Illuminati. The Illuminati most likely stems from the Antichrist, selling your soul to the devil, whatever. They very well have to perform rituals, human sacrifice, or better yet, virgin human sacrifice, which is where the young girls come in. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but this shit also adds up to the 20 and back program that I promise. I know I keep referencing it, but I promise that I'll touch on it soon. Um, so that's kind of all I'm going to say for today. Again, just a little intro, a little teaser to hopefully bring y'all back for more because I'm ready to talk about more. I'm ready. Our world is corrupt right under our noses and your biggest role models are all a part of this shit. So our government's a part of this shit. Way too many facts or coincidences that can't possibly not be a part of this or the Illuminati cannot be real. So there you have it. The introduction to the Illuminati. And remember, guys, it's all just a conspiracy, right? It's all just conspiracy. Don't come after me. Your turn. (laughs) That was so good, Morgan. Okay, guys. So today I'm going to be covering one of the craziest things that you're going to hear. And, you know, in terms of crime, you know. (laughs) But um, I don't want to give you too much detail in my title so i'm going to lack of detail zero stars <laughs> <laughs> so my i'm just gonna call it israel keys okay okay so we'll come back to that so my sources for this are wiki obviously um crime junkies podcast and that's why we drink podcast of course as she pours her wine <laughs> so what do you drink um and reddit duh um bi- biography.com not reddit <laughs> khq.com and the su- Cineholic, whatever. Uh, I just found this one this morning and it was really good. Okay, so I've been actually working on this one for about a week and I've gone back and forth on 
how much I wanted to put in this episode. I didn't want to do another two-parter because of all the shit that y'all gave me for doing a two-parter. Yeah, they said never again. Never so listen again. up for the next hour. Then. Right. <laughs> so if that's what you want. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what you wanted. So here we go. So this one is really sensitive because there's a lot of... Okay, I'm just going to keep going. Trigger warnings. Yeah, trigger warnings. So just please be careful as you're listening. Um, all right, here we go. So, February 1st, 2012, in Anchorage, Alaska, a guy was going to pick up his 18-year-old girlfriend, Samantha, and she worked at a coffee stand, and the name of this coffee stand was Common Ground Coffee. So, Morgan, I'm going to show you a photo of it. Mm-hmm. Listeners, go ahead and hop on our Instagram at Creeps and Crimes Podcast. There's going to be a series of photo I put up, photos I put up, and it's going to be the team crime, hashtag team crime post. So the first po- uh, photo I'm going to show you is of Common Ground Coffee. I'm looking at it right now. Okay, now close your computer. You can't look at anything else. Okay, well, I'm, I'm she's been yelling at me this whole entire time. <laughs> so just, looking. Well, because it's so important. I'm looking at the picture, and that's one cute-ass coffee stand. Yeah, it's like a drive-up. Like, you can't go inside. Just a little shack. It's just a little shack, and there's, like, so snow cute. all around. It has character. Right, it's so cute. It's, like, blue and... This cute little logo on the top. Anyways, so it's a freestanding mini drive-through slash walk-up coffee stand. Like, so tiny that you can only have one worker at a time in it. It's, like, super cute. I don't know if anybody lives around or goes to Gold Shores a lot, but there is a walk-up slash drive-through coffee shop there that I love. So I wanted to give a little shout-out, and it's called Beach Girl Coffee. I hope to God it survived the pandemic. And Wait, the where's hurricane. it at? It's in Gold Shores. Oh, Gold Shores. I don't know if you remember when I went last year, and I like took mm-hmm. tons of pictures at it. Me and Nikki went. Oh, no. I thought you were going to say when you went spring break. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Miss that spring break. If you're listening and you're a friend, you know PCG. exactly what we're talking about. Holes in the wall? I don't know her. <laughs> Who's that? Anyways. Lexi Green, you just shut your mouth. <laughs> so, um, the name is Coffee Stand down there is Beach Girl Coffee. If you haven't tried it, go try it. It's so yummy. Anyways, um, he's going to pick up his girlfriend, Samantha, at the coffee shop, and when he pulls up, it's he's super confused because all of the lights in the co- coffee shop are off and the outdoor lights are off, and he doesn't see his girlfriend anywhere. So he's, like, knocking on the door, checking the times of operation because he's like, oh, my God, did I miss the time to go pick her up? So as he's doing this, he gets a text message from his girlfriend, Samantha, and it says, hey, exclamation point, I'm spending a couple of days with friends. Let my dad know. That's it. Okay, my boy, right there, my boyfriend would have said. Red red lights. Boom, boom, boom. Actually, my boyfriend would have said, cool, I'm just going to play COD while you're on. <laughs> and <laughs> I would have been like, hey, Logan, you ready to play? He's going to get on with Logan, and Logan's back. hey, did you know Morgan's going to spend a few days with friends? I'm like, no, she's not. No, yeah, she's Taylor actually- would be the one investigating, yeah. not Aaron. Not Aaron. They're like, okay, cool. Anyways, <laughs> um, so... This but red flags. Right, red flags. So this obviously did not sit well with him because he knows his girlfriend and that is completely out of character for her. So immediately he calls Samantha's dad and tells him what happened and her father's like, nope, calls 911 and immediately reports her missing. The police contacted the owner of the coffee shop and requested the CCT, CCTV footage. And before I talk you through the CCTV footage, I want to show you a picture of Samantha because later you're going to need this in the story. So listeners, hop on our Instagram. This is photo two um, in the hashtag teen crimes post. Morgan, I'm check scrolling. It out. Pretty little girl. Right. She's got light brown hair. She's beautiful. Her- I could tell she's in an Aeropostale t-shirt exactly. with a pink bralette. 2012. What's going on here? Right. Yeah, exactly. So they pull up this TV, um, CCTV footage and this is what they see. 
So they see Samantha and she's making a coffee for a walk-up customer. And oh, is the footage sh- directly on the coffee stand? It's like inside the coffee stand. Okay. So it's like on the other side from where the window is. So there's someone at the walk-up window. We can't see who it is because of the footage. And what we see is Samantha making her coffee for a walk-up customer. And she looks behind her quickly as if there was a noise or the person at the stand like pointed at something. And when she turns back around facing the walk-up window, she jumps backwards and throws her hands up in the air. As like someone's like got a someone's gun. Someone's got a her. gun. Right. And in the video, you can see what is a hand holding a gun, point, like inside the window. But can't see a face. Right. You can't see a face. So she walks over to the light switch with her hands up still, facing the window the entire time, turns off the interior lights, then turns off the exterior lights before getting money out of the cash register. And then she lays down on the ground. I want to say you can tell that she's like, scared but she isn't being rushed like you can tell she's scared but there it's not like get on the ground it's like very like there's a lot of pauses and it's like talking but there's no um audio with this video so you just see her moving okay so next thing we know a man with a ski mask climbs through the window he's got a gun and he's there in in this tiny coffee stand with her and he's like standing over top of her you can't tell what's happening He stands her up, and then you see them walking away from the stand, okay? So the police and her dad were literally baffled. So they're like, oh, my God, let's go through everything, all her social media, her phone, everything. Someone took my daughter. Why did someone specifically target her? You know, this wasn't just a robbery. You know, they came in for her. They took her. So nothing's making sense. And there's literally no clues to what had just happened. Okay. So, two and a half weeks later, still nothing. The case is just cold at this point. And it's February 24, 2012. Samantha's boyfriend receives another text from, from Samantha. And it says, Connor Park, sign under pick of Albert. Ain't she purdy? <laughs> so, pinned under the board, this like... um you know, those, like, boards that were in the parks growing so up. So, he went, he went to the park. Yeah, so they immediately get, they call the cops, they all go. And there's a Ziploc baggie that's pinned on this, like, cork board. And inside the baggie was a ransom note and a picture of Samantha with that day's newspaper. Okay? So, look at the photo. And this is photo number three in the post. You see it? Oh, my God. Yeah. So, in this photo, it's literally chilling. I have chills all over my body looking at it. It literally looks like she has been beaten yeah, up. Yeah, like absolutely. She's I was just about terrified. To like, you can just tell she's, like, freaking out. And the ransom note is demanding $30,000 be deposited into Samantha's bank account. Her family have money? No. They had, that's why she, like, they didn't have a lot of money. So, they're like, what the hell? How are we going to get all this money? So the FBI and Samantha's family throw together this money. So I don't know how they got it, but they throw it. I guess the FBI gave yeah, it to that's, them. So if, like, a ransom note comes like that, does the FBI handle the money? Like, does the government give the ransom? Well, I know that the parents did put in money to get their daughter back. And, like, this, you you put in that money. But, like, once the FBI is involved, it's a little different. So you have, like, government funds going towards this. Okay. So... The FBI and the family throw together this money and they um, make it to where the bank is to notify them 
at the cert at the exact moment that any money is taken out of this account or when the pin number is put in. So, a few days later on February 29th, these withdrawals start popping up at ATMs in Anchorage. So, 3 days in a row, the daily limit of $500 is getting taken out. So you'd think that this would be an easy way to catch the kidnapper, right? Right. Wrong. Okay. Because you only have one debit card. Exactly. But the methods of like figuring out where they're at only helps to know where they were. It doesn't, and like get the CCTV footage from it or like the security footage from it, but it still leaves you one step behind the kidnapper because by the time law enforcement is getting the notifications that the pin has been put in and they get to the ATM, the kidnapper's gone. So the FBI family and local law enforcement all sit down together and try to put together a plan. And then there is a major twist. Oh, shit. On March 7th, there was a transaction in Wilcox, Arizona. From Alaska? From Alaska to Arizona. Then on March 8th, there is a transaction in... The next day. Yes. The next day, there's a transaction in Lordsburg, New Mexico. March 10th, so two days later... Humble City, Texas, March 12th, Shepherd, Texas, and March 13th, Lufkin, I don't know if that is, Texas. So this person is literally drawing a map for investigators, south and now east. So they pull all the CCTV footage from each and every single one of the videos from, uh, from the transactions, and the person... The kidnapper is wearing a mask, like a ski mask, in every single one of them. Like at an ATM? Right, just like an ATM. So they're like, okay, we're going to have to get creative here. So they decide that they're going to analyze the background of every single video and look for similarities. So doing this, they're able to pinpoint a white Ford Focus at every single one of the videos. They put an APB out in Texas, which is an all-points bulletin. So this is a way that the American and Canadian law enforcement agencies can become aware of what's going on nationwide. So, like, if there's a nationwide, like, hunt for someone just like this, they're able to send out, like, hey, they're in Texas, hey, they're in Arizona, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. So on March 13th, this is the last time that the money got pulled out in Lufkin, Texas, um... A highway patrol officer saw the APB that morning when he came into work, and they happen on their daily route to see a white Ford Focus. So the officer decided to follow this car, and when the driver, you know, he's just following it, like, from behind, and he's waiting for the driver to, like, mess up, okay? He's, like, waiting for a traffic infraction to happen, and thankfully, he did. So the officer was able to pull them over. So the officer walks up to the window, does the whole spiel, like, you know what, I'm pulling you over, blah, 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 license and registration. And when the driver hands over his license and registration, it's none other than Alaska driver's license. Oh, my God. Ding, ding, ding. This is the man. 34-year-old Israel Keys. In the car, Keys has... The exact clothing of the man and ski mask from the ATM video, a gun, and Samantha's debit card and phone. Keys is arrested. Investigators bring him in for questioning, which is when he tells them that Samantha is dead. So, let me give you some background on Israel Keys, okay? 
He was born in Cove, Utah on January 7th, 1978. He was the second born of 10 children. His parents were Heidi and John Jeffrey Keyes. His parents did not believe in modern medicine, government interference, or public schools. He and his siblings were raised in an isolated house in the woods without heat or electricity in somewhere in the state of Washington. And... 1998 of July, in July of 1998, Keyes joined the U.S. Army. He spent time in Egypt, Ford, I'm sorry, not Ford, <laughs> Fort Hood in Texas, and Fort Lewis in Washington. He was honorably discharged in July of 2001, and he lived on a reservation with the mother of his daughter. Okay, so Keyes said over and over again when they pulled him in. No one will ever believe that I did this. No one would ever suspect me. And it was true. I mean, dude, normally when I show you a photo of these murderers, you can, like, see it in their eyes that, like, something's not right. Right. And you're like, yeah, I would run from this dude, basically. But this is Israel Keys, a veteran, a family man, and just an easygoing, fun dude to be around. Okay, guys, so now you can scroll down to the next photos. Um, this is photos number four, five, and six in the Instagram post. So you can see him with like a... Looks like he's just chilling on vacation. Right, like a, a lay on. He's like joking around with friends. And then there's like a picture of him. It looks like he's went skiing or whatever. Yeah. All right, now get off there. I'm off. So they go to ask him questions about her abduction. And they're like, why her? To which Keys responds that there were actually no rhyme or reasons to why he chose Samantha. Other than the fact that he thought a coffee shop would be a good place to abduct someone. And Common Ground Coffee Stand was the only one that was open past like eight. He explains how he abducted her, which we pretty much know from watching the Did know, it, it match surveillance. The yeah, surveillance. He, he walked them through everything. But what we find out that we didn't know before is when he climbed in, it was to zip tie her hands behind her back. So he took her out of the coffee stand and they walked to the parking lot and he was actually looking for her car when he realized that she didn't have one and was being picked up by her boyfriend. While he's like talking this through with her in the parking lot, Samantha rips her arms away and is able to run as fast as she can. Keys catches up to her and shoves a gun into into her side. He put her into the back of his white truck and was able to drive away. In the car, he was able to calm Samantha down by telling her that he didn't want to kill her. He just wanted ransom money and he would let her go. But he needed to know he needed to know where her phone was and her debit card so that way he could make this happen fast and get her home. Mm-hmm. She calms down and she tells him that she didn't have her phone. It was left in the coffee shop. She dropped it. And next, that her credit card or I'm sorry debit card is in the back of her boyfriend's truck which we know now he has it okay right so he goes to the oh my coffee God, shop the boyfriend a freaking suspect no 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 so he goes to the coffee shop ignore my poor gets her guys. phone <laughs> he goes to the coffee shop gets her phone he takes Samantha to his house and ties her up in an outdoor shed in Alaska, so it's freezing, and um, gets back into the car, goes to the coffee stand, like I said, gets the phone, sneaks in, and... That's not on CCTV? No. So then he goes 
to her house where her boyfriend's truck is. He is in the truck when all of a sudden Samantha's boyfriend runs outside and starts screaming at him. Her boyfriend runs back inside to call for help and that gave Keys the perfect amount of time to grab the card and run away to escape. He went back to his house, walked to the shed where Samantha was tied up. He sexually assaulted her and killed her. He stands up, locks the shed, goes inside of his house where his girlfriend and his daughter are, and they begin packing for a cruise. Like nothing ever happened. Two weeks later, when he returns from his family cruise, he finds Samantha's body perfectly preserved in the shed like he planned. Because it's so literally cold. frozen outside. And this is when he puts together the ransom note. <gasps> she was dead in that? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I have chills. She was dead in that. I have to go back and look. Yeah, go back and look. She had been dead for two whole weeks. I know this story. Yeah, I know you know this story. This is crazy. So, after he put <gasps> the ransom note. No, she looks alive. Yeah. It's because he threaded her eyes open. Yeah. Sat her body upright and then put, and he's holding, you can see his hand in the photo the of the newspaper. Right. So, sorry to give you guys um, nightmares. Oh my gosh, I'm looking, I'm staring right into a dead girl's eyes. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Holy shit. So after he put the ransom note up in the park, he had no need for her body anymore. So he drove her body out to a lake in the middle of nowhere in frozen Alaska, dismembers her, and built this, like, fishing, ice fishing shed around himself, which is pretty common when you're ice fishing so you can keep warm and do the little hole in the ground, you know? So he's able, because of this shelter that's around him he's able to dispose of her body without raising any suspicions into this frozen lake okay so luckily they were able to recover her body and properly let her family lay her to rest but morgan i have a secret to tell you i'm ready this isn't the end of the story this is only the very beginning of my story that was my intro what the fuck don't look i have to scroll no you can't scroll So let's go because of how complex this case was. The FBI had one question left to ask Israel keys. Did he kill anybody else? Mm -hmm. And he admits that that was not his first murder. Oh my God. And this is when they realized that they had just uncovered one of America's unknown yet most prolific serial killers. (gasps) No way! Why am I getting excited? This is fucked up. (laughs) It's just crazy. It just takes such a crazy turn. So Israel Keys tells police that he will tell them everything. As long as his story is not turned into a gigantic media sensation. And he is executed within the year. It takes what seems like forever for them to get any information out of Keys about all of the other murders that he's committed. Because he's so concerned about his daughter not finding out about all of the terrible things that he's done and him not being put in prison to rot. So there are just hours and 
hours of rambling chit chat conversations. And throughout these hours of conversations, we get these little hints here and there about his past murders, about where he's traveled, properties that he's owned, things that he's seen, places he traveled to, like I said, but never any solid information other than specific hints about eight different murders. While this is going on, for six months, might I add, the FBI is working their asses off to piece together the life of Israel Keys. Where has he been? Where has he gone? Where did he stay long? Because they're like, what What made him admit to... Because he didn't, he'd gotten caught and he wanted to be killed right then. So and he thought like, I so need the like, death penalty? I'm going to admit to all these murders, so you have to kill me. So you have to give me the death penalty. And then we'll move on. All right. So he's basically using all of his other murders as leverage. Okay. So he says over and over again, as if, as if he's literally trying to hypnotize these investigators, you will only know that if I killed people, if I tell you that I killed them, all of my victims are just missing persons and you would never connect me to them. What's horrifying is that he traveled a lot. And when I say a lot, I mean everywhere, all over the U.S. and internationally. And what they learn about Keyes is that he's OCD. Therefore, he is an avid planner. He has planned every single detail of his life and of his murders. So much so that he would travel to random cities, look around to find where he would think would be a good place to capture somebody and then he would bury these murder kill kits in the ground for years i know this story mm-hmm. officially so inside of these kill kits would be weapons such as like a knife or a gun they would have gloves restraints cash and a change of clothes he would leave these kill kits for months and sometimes years Pro- before he killed right Prior, yeah. Because none of these victims were specific targets, they were literally victims of opportunity. They were literally in the right place, right wrong place, place, wrong time. Right. But in his mind, right, right place. place at the right time. And it literally did not matter if you were black, white, Latino, if you were male, female, an old person, a young person, none of it mattered. You were just in that place when he wanted to murder Was you. there, like, connections? Like, did he try to get ransom off everybody or, or no. just no. Samantha? Well, there was, like, he would, he was, like, also a robber. He would, like, rob places in order to fund these kill kits and this travel. But it was never really for the ransom other than Samantha because he needed the money. Oh, my God. Lunatic. Thank you. So, it CIA. could literally be a house that didn't have a dog or a house where the back door seemed to be unlocked a lot of the time. It could be in the woods on a random path or in the back of a grocery store parking lot. It did not matter. It was all random. No one was safe there was at no all anywhere. No pattern. For someone with OCD, you would think there's a pattern. Every serial killer has a pattern. Right. But what was his MO? That there was no MO. 
I guess he did have a pattern. The right. Pits. Exactly. So what's crazy is his sexual assault, his sexual assault of all of these different types of people is what made him super uneasy because he was so embarrassed about about it. He didn't want that coming out to the public in front of like a jury in court. Like he because he would like sexually assault men, women, children, old people. Right. It didn't matter. So, and then you can, like, go into the Reddit holes of, like, was he really just, like, gay and didn't want to admit it to himself because of the way that he was raised in, like, a fundamentalist Christian household? Or, you know, you know what is it? So, the police are just, like, freaking the fuck out at this point. They are desperately wanting to get these cold cases closed for the families of all these victims, right. okay? So, they're, like, trying to be bros with him. They're, like, hey, listen, man, like, we don't need all the details. You don't have to tell us about you being gay. Like, we're cool. We understand it. Whatever. We just need to know who, where, and when. You can spare us all, you know, they're, like, you can spare us with all the details, whatever, embarrassing stuff that you don't want to go over. Like, you just have to give closure to these families before we let you get executed. So, they're, like, giving him a one-up, basically. Mm Mm-hmm. So after so much convincing and probing, he finally gives up details about one other case. He tells the FBI that he can close one of the most crazy cases that law enforcement had ever seen in Vermont a year ago, a year prior, in 2011. It was a double murder of a couple, Bill and Lorraine Courier, from Essex, Vermont. Basically, the only thing that police knew was that this couple literally disappeared from their home in the middle of the night on June 8, 2011. So on July 9th, I'm sorry, June 9th, Lorraine just didn't show up for work and did not call in. And this was super out of character for her, mainly because she worked with her best friend, who is also her Mm sister-in-law. And so obviously, like, whenever... You're not coming into work and you work with your best friend. You're going to tell your best friend, like, I'm not coming into work today, whatever. Like, right. Cover for me. Yeah, you know? tell them I'm sick, but right. really I'm going to the mall. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> here, her sister-in-law is like, um, this is weird. Where is she at? You know, so he call, she calls her brother and she's like, is everything okay? Gets no answer on his cell phone. So, she's like, okay, let me call my brother's office. She calls her brother's office, and she finds that he didn't show up for work either. So she's like, okay, this is weird. Red flags. Right. So she's freaking out. She just is like, leaves work, drives over to their place, and she realizes that their car is gone. The house is all locked up from the inside as if they had just left to run errands. Like, nothing's out of place. Until she notices that the garage window had been broken from the outside. So the police come to investigate. However, there's really nothing So the place, I mean, this case goes completely cold until a year later when Vermont police get a call from the FBI telling them that a man from Alaska literally just admitted to this murder. So obviously they're like, okay, um, prove it. Prove it. Like you're just trying to get the death sentence, like prove that this, you killed them. Yeah. And this is where Israel Keys tells them that there's an abandoned barn about two miles away that he took the couple to. He had left a murder kill kit there two years before their murder. Holy two shit. Two years before the murder of this couple. Well, what is it? What is his wife thinking? Like, she oh, has he's no in idea. Vermont. These people have he's no in... idea. 
he used to just love traveling. And he would travel for work or, like, at one point, he... I would be, like, an affair. Oh, when he was in Arizona for Samantha, you know, when he swiped the credit card, he was there for his sister's wedding. Oh, my God. Right. So, he had left this murder kit there two years before the murders. There at this barn, he shot Billy before sexually assaulting and strangling Lorraine. And the reason he shot Billy, because he actually won, like, he... His intentions were to sexually assault Bill as well, but he had gotten loose from the restraints, and so he had to kill him. So the police rush over there to where he says this barn is, and they knew where this abandoned barn is, and they find that the barn had just been completely demolished. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Not so, not like burnt, but no, like like demolished, down. like de- like people came in and did it. So. They look this up. They figure out who demolished it. And they're like, hey, like, when did you do this? Like, did you find anything inside? Like, what, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, my God. We opened up the door to this abandoned barn. It smelled so bad. It smelled like human flesh rotting. So we just tore it down. Oh, like, yeah. Like, oh, don't don't call the police or yeah. anything. Yeah. No, fuck it. Just tear it down. Right. Fuck it. Yeah, just keep going. At that point. So. Fuck it. He then mentions that there is is a very wealthy woman that got her fortune from her grandmother that had pale skin and drove an older car that he had murdered, but didn't give a name, didn't tell where. He says um, in another case that he mentioned was that he made um, this case, this murder, look like an accident. He said this is the only body that had ever been recovered other than Samantha's. By the police. By the police. And it was the police that recovered it, okay? But they fell for it. He had, to, like I said, he had made it look like an accident. They had fallen for this. And they ruled this death an, accident, an accidental death. Oh, my God. Right. So he's a fucking mastermind. Right. So the police are, like, so happy that they closed this case. These cases, and they have all these clues. And they're just, like, ready, and they're hopeful to close the rest until all hope is lost. Like, literally all of it. Because on December 12th, 2012, I'm sorry, December 2nd, 2012, Israel Keyes is found dead in his jail cell. He had committed suicide. Mm-hmm, Jeffrey Epstein. But what they found in his cell was a four-page letter that had been written, and it was, like, an ode to murder. Like, a list. No, not a list. It was just, like, these, like, mumble-jumble ramblings of, like, his, like, urge to kill, basically. And I'm I'm not even going to give him the time of day to, like, read this to y'all. I don't want to post it anywhere because, like, he's just a scum-of-the-earth piece of shit. Right. We don't owe that to him. You don't need to worry about it, you know? But another thing that they found in his cell was a drawing of 11 skulls and one pentagram did I say it? Pentagram. Yeah. That had been drawn in his blood before he murdered him, before he committed suicide, murdered himself, whatever. So there is a literal map of his life travels, okay? From, and it dates from 1996 all the way until 2012, which I'm going to post for you guys. I don't know if it's going to be in the form of a photo or if it's going to be in our show notes, um, but I'll definitely link it on the bottom of the Teen Creeps post that have all these photos. And 
I've gone into this very deep, dark hole today and yesterday. And basically, you can see what dates and where he traveled. And then it gives you a list of missing people that, like, missing murdered people that had gone missing Mm -hmm. in the time that he was in these cities. So I don't want to give you, like, any examples right now because there's about three that I'm going to cover in the next few months. And I'll tie them back to this episode. That's why I had to go ahead and do Israel Keys. Right. But this is the story of Israel Keys. Holy shit. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. So what? what's the consensus of, like, his wife? Like, after she found all this out, do you know? Like, they tried to, like... How old was his daughter? His daughter was really young, but you can, like, find her name. I think they changed their names now, but she was really young. It's sad. Like, I hate that for them because, like oh, he yeah. said... Oh, yeah. They thought he was just the perfect husband. Right. And like he said, like, no it's one terrible. would ever think that he did this. Like, he was just, like, an easygoing, cool dude, everybody thought. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, so um, I'm going to leave that for you. Feel free to dive into the holes that I did, but I'm going to cover about, I know of three for sure that I'm going to cover that he is a suspect in, and we'll get back to that eventually, but. I loved it. But let me tell you this one thing that I heard. I don't remember which podcast I heard this on because I've listened to this. I've known this case for about. Is there a movie on it? There might be. I just know the case from three different podcasts. And I don't remember the first time I listened to it necessarily, but in that podcast, and I've literally gone and listened to like 30 podcasts today to try to figure out which one it was. But basically in these, and I couldn't even listen to all the interrogation um, footage because like I said, there's hours at like six months worth of this, these footage. Okay. Yeah. But in one of them, he talks about someone in New York that he murdered. And as he's like, Telling these, like, cases. Because, like, sometimes he didn't even know their name. So, like, like I said, it didn't matter who you were. He just murdered you. Right. And there's one, and I think it was in New York, and he wouldn't talk about it. He's like, I can't talk about this one. It really hurts me. So, like, I don't know if it was someone that he was in love with or if it was, like, his first murder. Yeah, oh. That he, like, accidentally murdered this person and was able to cover it up and then realize he was pretty good at murdering people. And got off on it. Right. But, like, people said the only thing that you would ever... The only thing that was ever on his record was one DUI when he was in the military. And another thing that people knew about, like, since they lived in the woods growing up and, like, literally no one knew that they existed. Mm-hmm. Um... They used to sneak into, like, they would, like, walk out of the woods and, like, go to these neighborhoods. And him and his, like, siblings would, like, break into houses and stuff and, like, get money or something so that they could go buy gum or something just because their parents would never give it to them. But it was never, like, in, I don't want to say, like, in bad. Intention. Yeah, like, bad intentions. Like, it was, like, kids. Like, I want to get. Right. Yeah. And so... I don't know. It's a really terrible case, and I hate it for all of the victims' families. Yeah. If sucks. you know anything, at, or if you can put two and two together, because, I mean, y'all, there's about seven cities specifically. Like, it's like San Francisco, um, somewhere in New York, a specific city in New York that he had gone to, like, three times. So that's how they know, because he went, put the murder kit down, came back, because he would go, he'd put the murder kit down, come back, Months, years, weeks, whatever, later. And then sometimes, and he would get tabs on these cases. So he would, like, search. So then I've always wondered, which 
I was wondering why I couldn't find this information. I looked all over for it. And if I find it this week or if you guys find it after this is announced, like, I mean, after this episode comes out, please let me know. But, like, I wonder if they ever were able to obtain, like, his um, phone or computer records to be able to see, like, because in 19, in the case of... Well, usually, like, serial killers, they keep some type of, like, trophy... I guess. So, like, did he do that? No, th- that's what I'm saying. But he kept tabs on all these cases. He knew the ones that they were never And if he did solved. so, it would be on his Google search. Right. So, I don't know if they just didn't release it or mm-hmm. whatever. Maybe I just didn't do a good enough job looking it up. But today's been a rough day anyways. So, mm-hmm. anyways, that is the story of Israel Keys, And that is the story of the Illuminati. <laughs> yeah, that that is all we wrote today, folks. Um I hope it was you good. Guys enjoyed this one. And I liked uh, it. We've been hitting about an hour and eighteen each of our episodes. Holy yeah, shit! So sorry if that... you guys are hanging on. We love you. Yeah. So if you guys hate these longest episodes, let us know. We we'll just shoot them down again. Yeah. Don't even fucking tempt me to knock down the episode because I will and I can. <laughs> and no, and no problem at all. But then you're like, no lack of problem detail. at all. Lack, lack of detail. detail. Zero star. Right. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to send in your creepy accounts or creeps and crimes podcast at Follow us on Instagram at Creeps and Crimes Podcast. Follow me personally at morg.m double the G. And me at, at Taylor J. <laughs> you normally say it second, so I literally didn't I know. Know, I, I really threw you off there, huh? And then our new Twitter. Yes, cre- at Creeps underscore Crimes. Yep. Anyways, guys, love you. Hope you have a safe holiday and be on the lookout for our giveaway. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.